Let's show them how we like to pod. Episode 53, of course, you know what's up. Free of yeah. <laughs> uh, and white people Shots fired. If you think you had something in mind coming into today's show. To the masters. You ain't getting it off. The generation came to, you know, stir things up. If you thought we were going to resume regularly scheduled programming, ah, uh, you are mistaken, sir. You can tell me what to do. Nah, seriously, Free Nation. The Free Bs and Free Gs. Sound like Prince. (laughs) Sound like Prince and the Revolution. It's Luther Vansauce, episode 53 of the Free of Style podcast. Nothing without the fans. We need this generation. Generation XYZ, we came to degenerate. We came to render down. Oh yes. We're gonna build the shit back up from the ground. System error, system failure. We back here again. Holy, holy kamoli. The hip hop world silenced after the release of Saint John when the world was burning. It's a throwback smack DVD season. You know how we do in this bill. Free Nation. I hope everyone's feeling great. No, better than that. I hope you're feeling excellent. I hope you're feeling half a mil. If you got any bullies in your life, talk to them frankly. We use the hands over here in the Sicilian Mafia. Pull up! 
FOSP 53, what up? Put on Yeezy, please tap me up, tap me up. Just say, yeah, you done enough. Oh, that hove behind the yay sounds so good in 2020. President, I called a number Social justice, we still need action. Welcome one, welcome all. That was St. John Smack DVD. Woo! Featuring Kanye West, St. John fresh off the Tyson fight. I love how we have a whole new generation that can say, yeah, that was the night of the Tyson fight. Last night was the Tyson fight. All kinds of fuck shit clearly going down during the Tyson fight. We got gambling, bets, side wages... Wagers nonetheless. Who did you have? Of course I had Tyson. Tyson is the king of the ring and he will remain. Both Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson looked great out there. <laughs> Before in the ring it looked like something, something might go down. Somebody might get hurt. The interviews were hilarious. St. John performed. Hits like sucks to be you. Off of When the World is Burning. Roses off of the original I don't know if we did the remix to Roses and it was great to see St. John the boy from Brooklyn you know who he be up on the stage we also had performances from the likes of Neo doing the <laughs> doing the national anthem and Neo I feel like you you did half the job he didn't hit any high falsettos he didn't take his hands out of his pocket he didn't even wear his hat so, Neo, I don't know what kind of check you picked up for the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight, but send that back and dot it. You know, no, CC it over to LVS because I need that right there. But honestly, the, the fight itself went the full eight rounds. Tyson was on the front foot the whole fight. Roy Jones Jr. using some crazy hands. Ah, bah, 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 bah. I think he even threw in some grunts and he took a lot of hit, hits to the body. God damn. He said it, those were the ones that really hurt. You you like to think they don't they don't hurt, but they do. And we got the interviews. It was a great time. Uh it was put on by Triller, the live um streaming platform. And just give a listen to some of these interviews towards the end. Were afraid, Roy, you might get hurt tonight. Were you really afraid in the back of your head that something could happen that, that might have put you in peril? I was afraid I might get hurt. I, was, I, I didn't fight in 20 what years. What about me? Stop fighting for three years. Yeah. I was afraid I might get Why nobody care about my ass? Well, that's fight, typical, right? I didn't fight in 15 years. Stop fighting three years ago and anybody worrying about his ass. 
Period. Nobody thinks that a giant is going to fall. I haven't did this in 15, 16 years. I'm not a giant. I'm a beginner. People were afraid, Roy, you might get... I'm not a giant. I'm a beginner. <laughs> and it, it actually got ruled a no contest, a draw. So both fighters having to give it up to charity. That's what it was for in the end. Who cares? Tyson is just such such an advanced being now that he... He's taken this many shots to the head, and he's not docile. He is still in there. I mean, he pops DMT every other week. This man has no ego now. He is straight, just a, a great soul, and it's good to see him bringing his peers into this next next era, streaming, gaming. You know, it, it's crazy seeing these two old guys, 54 and 51 years old, Roy being 51 years old. So Tyson's like, I'm older than this guy. I haven't done this for 15, 16 years. What do you, what about me? <laughs> we got to talk about the outfits. Roy Jones Jr. going with the baggier classic boxer attire. And then Mike Tyson going with the even classier short shorts pre Roy Jones Jr. in his era, the Muhammad Ali short shorts. Love seeing Tyson in the short shorts. Both these guys, under under their rags, they they look flabby. But when they take it all off, they look like they're in great shape. Both fighters, nothing to be embarrassed about. They put on a show. They got the respect of the OGs, the YGs, the TGs. Amazing stuff. The freebies and free Gs, definitely. Um, would like to s salute them for an amazing, a great fight. They definitely had us entertained. We didn't even tune into UFC until the Anthony Smith fight. That's how entertaining this was. It started at like 5 and went all the way to 8. Nate Robinson, Jake Paul, however, was shambles of what it should have been. I mean, I've seen the Jake Paul KSI 1 and 2. Had to watch it. No, I did not have to watch it. Somehow, just ended up peepsing it. Jake Paul trains. He trains hard. Talks a big game. He respects the sport of boxing. I guess he's a professional boxer now, not a YouTuber. He faced off with Nate Robinson. I didn't see much of the hype for the fight, but we knew it was coming. And I gave Nate a lot more respect than he deserves. I thought as a five foot four, five foot six guy, he <laughs> I don't even know if that's his actual height. He's probably five ten, six foot something. I thought that he would have put up I thought he would have been in a few more fights. You know, he played in Chicago, played all over the NBA. He's been in some tough neighborhoods before, right? Not at all. Nate Robinson was just swinging. He tried to give a lot of haymakers, but not even the right way. <laughs> Speaking of One Piece, Nate Robinson was doing the Luffy Gatling gun, and it just doesn't work. This isn't an anime show, Nate. You can't just throw a thousand fists and think that they're all going to connect. Jake Paul had eight shots, and he knocked your ass out. Nate Robinson, it's going to be hard to see you return to the ring. I don't know if I want to see it. It was embarrassing. It was literally embarrassing to see you flailing your fists against 
not even a pro boxer, Jake Paul, made him look great. You made him look better than he really is. Nate Robinson, what is wrong with you? Who is in your corner? Do you need LVS to throw in the towel for you? Do you need LVS to pick it up? I won't do all the heavy lifting for you. I will coach your ass, though, and we will get in shape for Nate Robinson, Jake Paul, too. I mean, Mike Tyson said that he's looking to do this again. Roy Jones Jr., with the no contest, it only means that they got to go again. Roy Jones Jr., however, does not sound too eager. He said he's going to talk to his family, see how it goes, see how what they thought of him being out there again. That That's real shit. That's, that's real 2020 man masculinity. Because... You, you got to check in with the wife. You got to be open with the conversation here, people. How are we supposed to connect? How are we supposed to understand each other if we do not keep the conversation open? Talk to your wifey. Let her ask her. No, don't, don't ask her. Just let her know, babe, I'm going back in the ring. I'm doing this for the family. I'm looking to put bread on the table. I'm looking to take care of you, our daughter, our granddaughter, and her her. Her daughters, granddaughters, this is generational. We need to break the trauma. Baby! Get, come and get me! Cloth talk! But honestly, it was a great time out there. Mike Tyson fight. Couldn't, can't believe it. Can't believe it went down. And back to how they might do it again. If Roy Jones Jr. can't do it, Evander Holyfield step on up. Muhammad Ali still kicking. Actually, didn't didn't Muhammad Ali pass? The great, the goat. I forgot. I'm sorry, Muhammad. Muhammadi. I'm shocked. The nerve, the audacity. had no idea that we were going to be having a moment of silence for the great Muhammad Ali, but he floats like a butterfly. He stings like a bee. It's the Muhammad Ali, the goat. That was the Tyson fight roundup. And if you didn't hear the interview right before the pre-match interview, there was just some goofiness going on last night. Help other people now. Mike, best of luck. We'll talk to you afterwards. Thank you very much. Nice to see you. Always nice seeing you too. <laughs> Go. Go. The go. It was nice seeing you too. Just the whole aura around the event was so weird. Mario Lopez hosting the thing. It was it was just strange. I don't know if I want to see it again. But shout out Mike Tyson, shout out Roy Jones Jr., Nate Robinson, Jake Paul, Triller. You guys did your thing. DraftKings, that's what's up. As we, as we and on to the UFC fight night from Saturday. It was UFC fight night. Smith v. Clark. Anthony Smith, 33 and 16 going into the fight. So he's fought 49 times versus Devin Clark, 12 and 4. Goddamn. People expecting Anthony Smith who has been bastardized somewhat after his vicious KOs that he has taken. He's back into the ring looking for his. He says he's not going anywhere. And he, he literally said that after the fight. He's not going anywhere. Spoiler alert. Anthony Smith getting the submission over Devin Clark. 
it was a quick one. Round one, Anthony Smith taking Devin Clark down. One submission attempt, one knockdown. Landing one out of four significant strikes to Devin Clark's 27 out of 30 total strikes. I can't believe how this went down. Anthony Smith, clearly not for play play. He says, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. Devin Clark, the younger, of course, falling down to 12 and 5. He's going to have to wait another day in the light heavyweight div to get his shot at Jan Blakowicz in the light heavyweight division. Glover Teixeira is obviously next up. We talked about his fight a few weeks ago. And Tiago Santos hits like a hammer. Glover saying that himself. Dominic Reyes, he didn't fare very well against Jan Blakowicz in the title fight for the light heavyweight title. Now, he did have a great fight against John Jones. I believe he was robbed. But against Jan, he tried something different. It didn't look the same. He got cracked. He got cracked, son. So, the light heavyweight division is opening up a bit with Anthony Smith able to take down Daniel Craig. <laughs> but to be honest, OVP's coming back. He doesn't have a ranking right now, but he will be in there after his next fight. So what we got coming up for next week in the UFC, no Mike Tyson fight next week, of course. We're going to have to wait up for a fight night. Hermanson versus Vittori. Jack Hermanson taking on Marvin Vittori next Saturday, December 5th. This is the last podcast of November, of course. God damn, where'd November go? Wake me up when November ends. I guess that'll be next week. OVP Jamal Hill as well. Ooh, that's going to be a good fight. Hey. Also want to say, of course, Spike Carlisle took on Bill Algio and lost L's. L's all around. The Ginger Fury lost out via decision after three rounds to Bill Algio. He had one submission attempt, failed. A lot of takedowns too. So Bill Algio doing great job at defending the takedowns. If a guy succeeds in taking me down four times out of 13, that ain't succession, that's failure, son. So hey, saw some fights over the weekend. Average weekend, of course. Just your, just your regular weekend with the boys. Chugging back some brewskis. Some meat on the barbie, some beyond meat for all you pescatarians, vegans, you name it. But it was a great week. It's been a great week. Hip-hop still continues to find its way into my ears, out through the industry. I thought we locked up. I thought we'd taken vacation 2021 coming through. Why are we still releasing music? However... We've had some some trailings from the last pod. Coke Boys 5, of course. French, what up? Montana. And I stumbled upon a Rilo Rodriguez album this, this week, just the other day. And I am impressed. I believe we heard Rilo on Jack Boy's project. So now we're giving Rilo a chance. 
and let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Wow. We're going to let Rilo Rodriguez, G-I-H-F is the name of the album. Home Run is the name of the track. We're going to let that play in the background. Also, singles from Masego, Don Tiller. The Masego, Masego actually appeared on the Joe Budden podcast. And he talked about the Studying Abroad project. His core fans are not happy with it, but he's catching some new fans. I mean, I've never peeped the Masego project before. Don Tolliver was on the feature with Mystery Lady. Peeps that one. I mean, Danny Lee has put out a movie. Nah, don't get me wrong, people. He, Danny Lee has put out a movie. That is the title of her new album. It's got features from Party Next Door and Yella Beezy, Baby, Gunna, Favio Foreign, Queen Nija, Ty Dolla Sign. So clearly she has made somewhat of a movie. Coke Boys 5 Project has been great. With features from Jim Jones, Dirk, Pop Smoke, Jack Harlow, Young Boy, Max B, of course, because he is a Coke boy. Chinks Drugs, rest in peace. The Little Mosey track actually bops again, so now we have two Little Mosey tracks that I can get down with. No honorable mentions, and now How We Doing It on the Coke Boys 5 project. And Currency lending his drums <laughs> not as drums imagine if currency really just popped out out of the low rider with some drums but he actually put out director's cut harry fraud we heard the outrunners back in august i believe july august when did it come out actually came out back in july but the director's cut features Nine tracks, Snoop Dogg, Trippy Red, Styles P, Larry June. Trippy Red was actually on another um he was on another one of these director's cuts before. I don't know if I'm tripping out if I saw this on Dat Piff and now it's appearing on platforms. But yes, currency came through as well. And then last but not least, Little Boats. Little Boat. Little Boat 3.5 out this week, everybody. And I'm seeing a lot of singles from 42 Doug. We love him on the podcast, don't we? But let's get into some of this Rilo Rodriguez. This is Home Run. It's Free of Style Podcast 53. Thank you so much for tuning in. Free Nation! I just painted my body, shit I did end it now. I gave some rights to a shooter to put one in the ground. Some hoes who ain't wanna fuck me, now painters on the ground. I know a nigga got three strikes, he need to see the mound. Don't play me like they say you let me guess me up in this. See, that was on me. You made me crash, I was behind you and tell you was dead. I'm going in. Don't stop that bitch at night T I I'm not going in. I lost so many friends without Super excited to get to the Lil Yachty 3.5. They from my hood, they hate numbers that they would love this shit. They like my brothers in the Low key GIHF might be my favorite project of the week though. I hear they talking about this money louder. I ran around with that rubber, I ain't caught no trouble. 
I ride around with that road and I ain't count no fish yet. We put a dick in every hand and I ain't got a bitch yet. Them guys cool, but we ain't feeling we on no butter shit. I fuck with shit, but I can't lie to slay this bitch. The only nigga that's gonna do is the bitch. I get every round nigga in my city, hope what it is. Money on my mind, I can't bang clips. Timothy and it on the PT, I wanna drink beer. No chasing. Yeah, fuck the law, they gon' have their chasing. Shout out Rilo Rodriguez. Go check out his project, G-I-H-F. For some features from Moneybag Yo, Little Baby, 42 Doug, Jackboy, Yo Gotti. But he carries the project throughout by himself. 17 tracks. That's what up. And you heard me correct. New singles from 42 Doug. He's also on the feature and a few other ones. Wally the Sensei. Is one of those tracks. Check out Scandalous. But we need to get into New 42 Doug. He actually performed at the BET Hip Hop Awards the other week. He's having a great year. Detroit native. And he is one of the few artists. Or or many. We, we've uncovered quite a few. <laughs> there we go. Few or many. Which one? But actually 42 Doug is one of the golden childs of the freestyle podcast let's get into free me 42 doug ah! there's that whistle you how life works guns the shit hey i am Let's go! Check out the NPR Tiny Desk live from home. He was in New York at Lil Sweet Chick. Episode 53 of the Freestyle Podcast. We jamming out. We line them all up so it makes sense when we knock them down. 42 Doug. Detroit, let's go. 
Let's smash. Oh, that was another smash. Pause. Feeling what we just heard from 42 Doug? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. L-U-T-H-E-R-V-X-N-S-A-U-C-E. Or Instagram. Pour salt on them. Back into the show. Why not hear some of this young scooter, Zaytoven, Doughboys and Trap Gods, featuring Future, of course. Nah, I capped. But it is featuring Rick Ross and 2 Chainz. You know who this one's for? Scooter talk to him. Not to be confused with Scooter Bronson, Young Scooter Zone Six, Atlanta. Yeah, you ever let lose 50 large in the dice game? It's hard talking to mama in the morning. If you dummies money funny, this Monday I want them back. Broke niggas refund. Smoke one deep lungs. Half a brick on the porch. Won't one deep. Let's go! Look at the news. Back at the top, another coop. Loose at the shoes. Back at the box, another casket, another suit. Go get a mop, you feel a passion. It's for the shooters, it's for the block. Go, boys and trap gods. I'm sure Titty Boy, Rose, they know what's up. Scooter's own six.
amazing stuff from Scooter. Zaytoven, great production. Oh, you just know it's Zaytoven when the beat gets funky like that, when it turns up cartoons and you can hear, ooh, Atlanta in the background. That is that Zone 6 sound. That is Zaytoven, young Scooter. That's that fire right there. Young Scooter, the street lottery rapper, trap hero, the recipe, Jug King himself, the triple cross. You just can't put it past the 80s baby, Young Scooter. He's almost 10 projects, just just around 10 projects into his count up the industry. And he's counting it. He's got it trademarked. Make sure you stay tuned for Young Scooter. The legacy plays are now in effect after he has declared himself the king of Zone 6 Atlanta. He runs the FBG shit, Militia, Black Migo. That is Young Scooter, everybody. So we at the Freestyle Podcast would like to note his entry into 2020 with the likes of Dope Boys, Trap Gods. You hear that, fans? Do you hear that, fans? One Piece. Luffy! Luffy, save us, Luffy! Don't be scared, everybody. Don't fear. Do not fret. We're here for you, my friends. That's one thing you gotta love about One Piece. No friend is left behind. Once you're part of the crew, you remain a Kaizoku forever. A straw hat. Oh, Water 7, as we say goodbye. We got owed, but just 16 episodes left, some change. We've marched into Water 7. We've made it to Ennis Lobby. As we stand on the bridge of hesitation, we have none of that in our heart. No fear in our hearts. Because we have conquered... East Blue, we have now conquered the Navy HQ. All that stands between us is five Navy Admirals, ten battleships, and freedom is ours. Robin can come back to the crew. We may have lost the Going Mary, but we have not lost our dear member. Robin Nico and all the friends that we met along the way Kokoro san Chimney Gambe Iceberg Frankie aka Cutty Flam Mozu Kiwi Polly Sodom Gamora Yokozuna, Zambe. Oh, 
The Frankie Crew, Water 7, Galilea. It's going to be sad to say goodbye to Water 7. I don't want to. But to do so, let's get into the action. Let's talk about how the Straw Hat Crew defeated CP9 this. The greatest Navy organization that ever surfaced on the the world, Zakai. But led by Spandam, the son of Spandine, the Navy Admiral who was in charge of taking over Ohara 20 years ago and burned down the island of Ohara, the devil the devil population that we're not never really devils but anyways CP9 were dealt with by Luffy and the Straw Hat crew Luffy taking on the Lucci Rob Lucci who we actually learned about his past Rob Lucci has always had the powers of the leopard leopard fruit zone type zone 6 count up but it was really interesting to see the six powers that the CP9 crew possesses being used against Luffy and the Straw Hat crew. Rob Lucci taken down by Luffy, who was able to bring out the Gatling jet. It was a Gatling jet gun. Luffy, his uncovering of the ability of Shave and to be able to go into third gear really saved the crew this time but we'll get more into Luffy and his third gear in the coming arc I'm sure what we didn't see coming was Zoro and Usopp Soga King teaming up against Jabra and Kaku the wolf and the giraffe and Khalifa we we also saw Nami take on Khalifa her bubble bubble fruit powers were amazing beautiful talented Khalifa <laughs> Fukuro-san was thrown completely thrown by of course Choppa Choppa as Choppa Choppa took his ball his um what do you call it the gamble ball his rumble rumble ball he took around five of them, and that's what allowed him to transform into insane deer beast. The man deer beast monster that was over ten, like a hundred feet tall. Chopper can't even move now. As he's come to, he got thrown in the water by Frankie and saved, and he can't even move now. His body's under so much strain. I, I would have to think that Luffy's body is going to be under similar strain because he put it under a lot of pressure after his fight with Lucci. It was just a great battle overall. I mean, Lucci versus Luffy was the the best fight that we've seen to date. Similar to the Eneru-san fight, it just notched at that little bit. Water 7. And one of the biggest surprises of them all, after Lucci flooded the underground tunnel with water, how was the Straw Hat crew 
gonna survive? Well, Kokoro-san changed into a mermaid. <laughs> Sexy uh, body, a mermaid. That Luffy actually, Sanji, as he was almost about to lose consciousness and then did after seeing Kokoro-san turn into a mermaid, he had dreams that it would be a mermaid with a sexy body. Sorry, Sanji. Maybe next time. Maybe in the next arc, Sanji will find love. But until then, he continues to adore oh, and be infatuated with Robin Nico, who is back on the crew, and Nami. Yes, parody has been restored. The Straw Hat crew being faced with the difficult task of eliminating the Buster Call. This is the biggest one yet because the Buster Call is what inflicted the pain and misery on Robin Nico's life, unforgettable trauma, and their capabilities to just completely erase an island off the map and every human on it is devastating. And I don't know how I didn't shed a tear, but it happens so quick. It's just you get desensitized when whole nations are wiped out via the buster call. If O'Hara wasn't already an indicator. Volvi-san! Elvi! We miss them all already, and Frankie's whole crew met their end to the Buster Call. Galilea, also gone now. So, Polly, Oimo, Kashi, the giants that guarded Ennis Lobby, who turned their backs on the Navy HQ in order to help the Straw Hat and Frankie crew. I don't know how we're going to get past this one, guys. Water 7 has been an epic arc. 100 episodes. I'm speechless. I'm truly speechless. But I just hope... And I do have a lot of hope now that Rob and Nico can smile again. But... We're going to have to wait and find out. How is the Straw Hat crew going to get out of this one? They were able to do it when they landed in the Navy base, the Navy stronghold base, at the end of the Sky Island arc. So Skypea, they dropped into the Navy base. Somehow they made it out. We're gonna need some something like this again. It's gonna take Nami's navigation skills, Usopp and Soga King's sniper skills, Zoro's sword skills, Robin Nico's just advent, <laughs> the Blossom Blossom Fruit will do its thing, of course. Robin Nico is going to get her hands busy. Chopper will be there to fix any pains that happen. Sanju will kick ass and cook. And last but not least, we need to get this Straw Hat crew another ship so they can continue their adventure through the Grand Line. Stay tuned, y'all. It's One Piece. This was has been the One Piece cast. As always, Luffy Van Sauce.
All right, everybody. Another one is upon us. Another one has dropped. Another one from Lil Wayne. DJ Khaled. It's a mixtape. You won't find this one on streaming services. It's no ceilings. It's no ceilings, I say. When Frankie Ferg's album dropped, Floor Seats, and we heard the track No Ceilings with Lil Wayne, we talked about No Ceilings, the mixtape series. No Ceilings 1 and 2. The Goats. Ice Cream. Marvin's Room. Back to Back on No Ceilings 2. Plastic Bag. Hotline Bling. I mean... This is when Lil Wayne tends to actually get in his Drake bag on the no ceilings. So without further ado, we're going to play you BB King Freestyle off of No Ceilings 3. This is Lil Wayne and Drake. Drake! Lil Wayne and Drake. Hold up! Yeah. The blues is now kicking and dinner is three Michelin. I don't eat red meat, but still got beef sizzling. I don't eat red meat, but still I got the beef sizzling. Get me. Come and, come, come and get me. Play that shit back. Young Money OVO, light your spliff up. Spliff. Spliffy! Wayne and Drake, pawn your head. Let's go. Hey, the blues is It's three Michelin. I don't eat red meat, but still got beef sizzling. Know that I need discipline. I keep singing for all these hoes. Let's go! Listening, niggas love to bro up with the boy and that fishes, but we are not equivalent, dog. I've been the only child, don't need siblings, and I'm past them like the times that he's living in. Okay. If you saw what I flew here, you'd be like, he's sickening. If you're not running some top, we're not gonna keep kicking it. No serious three, little Wayne and You can't escape the greatness. Two goats, one booth. Let's go, BB King. Actually, it's three goats. Still got beef sizzling, know that I need discipline I keep singing for all these hoes, they keep listening Niggas love to bro up with the boy and that fishes But we are not equivalent, dog. I've been the only child, don't need siblings And I'm okay. like the real dons in that space, you know I know those guys, I link with those guys I go to their shows, they come to my shows Let's run! Man if you saw what I flew here, you'd be like, he's sickening. If you're not running some top, we're not going to keep kicking it. Andrew! Lights in the universal building just keep flickering. Money just keep coming in. You would think I'm Irish the way that it stays doubling. I could feed the country with the tax that I pay governments. Whatever they're doing with my cash is very troubling. Okay. February came around, I used to get paid shoveling. So close, walk dogs, trust me, I stay hustling. When it came to school, there's no way that I'm any plus in it. So I just dropped Yo, my brother had trust a dog walking Niggas gig on the side. The get knocked out of it. Shout Niggas out dog walkers. Just so they can make props out of it. So they get locked out of it. You're not about to be chilling in this bitch with kick feet up. I'm gonna make you bounce out this hole like Big Frida. People you're not going to be kicking it in this shit. 
Shout out the big dog, Frida. My God, God damn. First private plane I ever rode was an eight-seater. Before that, I got the bedroom high with a space heater. On top of that, I didn't have shit to my name either. Period. The space heater grind is something else, fam. Especially when you're in Canada, it gets cold in the room. I mean, the insulation is not up to par, fam. So straight up, Drizzy Drake spending them hard-earned dollars not on the stew, but on the space heater. Oh, it's real. It's real. That's real. It's real! But now I'm giving house tours till it's back to world tours. What you up to now? Find a real cure. What else? I may not be good for, but I'm real. Tell him. Got no time for, but give rich a meal to That's the only way I know how to express love. My dogs love sticks and drums like they quest love. All them jokes about Aubrey, they got me messed up. Keep my name out your mouth. We're not on a first name basis. For real. I come with a lot of complications inside me. It's always people that's leaving me that are trying to die me. Everyone wants to try me, but no one wants to buy me. Some like your real dogs in that space. No you know, I know those guys. Everyone talking lemons when everything is peachy. Everyone got their hands out and it ain't to reach me. Oh! He could have dropped the Taraji bar on Joe Budden there. Petty, Drizzy, petty. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, talk to him! This is what we're really here for. No ceilings, three, two cheap goats! Carter 5 Deluxe. Free Wheezy album. Funeral, Funeral Deluxe. No ceilings, three. Let's go! Spin that shit back! Come on, Bamba Clash! Yeah, bummer clatter don't want none. To meet me, but no one wants to keep me. Everyone talking lemons when everything is peachy. Everyone got their hands out and it ain't to reach me. Bars. Mm -hmm. Everyone got their glass out, let's drink to wheezy. Every nigga that stemmed down just came to see me. Tapping up a little cash cow, that steak I'm eating. Check the prizes, high rises with extra classes. The sex botanic, I talk intelligent, taxi bonics. The electronic guitars whining, that's just Nirvana. Tommy gun on the con, I call it Mr. Let's Tommy. go! Like I just said, just kind of we need Wayne to come knock COVID out. Come on, Wayne. You got this. Let's go! Gucci designers, I keep it 2G regardless. I'm getting too deep for divers, let me resurface and flex yeah. purpose. She is specially curvy, bet she be serving every huh. purpose. Perfect, I'm better than perfect. I'm sick, I need to see a medical person eating all of these rappers with these edible birds. All I got, I'm gonna eat these rappers alive. Really, really into me, then suck it all about me. I'm proud of me, I don't know how to be sorry. Apologies, you fucking with my mad, you better know some trigonometry. I'm gonna be busting, leave your mama feet at your mama feet. I flip the economy like Dominic. 
dogs. They say I'm tripping. I guess they wishing I finally fall. I don't need war. I need a bitch that know how many yards. How many more? Niggas is shifty like Honda Accords. Fire alarm. Ain't got no ceilings. We climbing the walls. Higher than yards. I fuck your bitch and she die in my arms. Lying has roared. No ceilings. Three with my mind on the floor. Holla at you, boy. Talk to him. No ceilings three. Featuring some of the hottest beats out there. Life is good remix. 42 Doug. We paid instrumental. Bitch, I said some instrumental. Hey! What else do you want? Wheezy, talk to him! I, I thought a bro nigga said something. I let yeah. that phone nigga head bottom. I turn a bro to a red puddle. Take up his body a dead puzzle. I make a pussy whole bed for me. I fuck that hoe like a caveman. I make a scream like a caveman. All of these hoes are some head hunters. Fuck on a period, red rubbers. All of my bro Hold up, switch. Diamonds in the race, Corona, my bitch. Hey! Hundreds of fidgets. Can't swap a dime for a penny. Can't swap a top for a bitty. I love my penny. You know it's a stupid decision. You know it's the newest edition. Exclusive edition. You know it's the top edition. You know it's the roof decision. The coop is on skin. You know it's the coop is on blade. I'm a top piece of my scissors. Beautiful bitches. They used to beautiful bitches. But my bitch more beautiful bitches. They used to delicious. Talk to him, Juicy Drake. We need you again. Boom to the finish. They just shooting the swish it. Wheezy F baby all up on this no ceilings three. This was a gift sent down from the gods, of course. Featuring all of the the usual suspects from YMCMB. Cory Guns, Peter Guns, son, one of them. Uh. But we get gutta gutta, Hood Baby, that we, we were loving Hood Baby on Rain Falls Down on Trippy Red's Pegasus Project. Come on, fam. We get to hear from Wayne's children as well. I'm, I'm trying to keep it positive here. We ain't trying to shit on the goat. We ain't trying to shit on the goat. No. So definitely need to check out the first half of the tape. If you fucks with the 07 Wayne era. No ceilings era. 2012, 2010s. No, seriously. Little Wayne has been doing no ceilings since around 2008. Did it again uh, around 2013, 2014. And now we're back here in 2020 with No Ceilings 3. And as I said, he likes to use Drake beats. Life is good. Even likes to throw Drake on one of the tracks, BB King Freestyle. It's always, always exciting to see the beat selection from Wayne. He can rap on anything. But you want him to rap on the biggest beats of the year. And so this gives a chance to shout out some of those beats, some songwriters, maybe some up-and-coming artists that don't have 
their beat shined on because it's not often that we hear people freestyle on beats especially with radio freestyles always tending to go with the classic the classics such as who shot you such as survival of the fittest mob deep shook ones that's what you're going to get on these radio freestyles it's actually always a havoc beat that they're using isn't it so with wayne on no ceilings three we got excited when we get to see something like the baby instrumental being used qc the label three-headed goat that's little dirk polo g and little baby as well so we're seeing wayne kind of he's feeling the 42 doug the money bag yo the little baby and the drizzy drake of course let's listen to one of the last tracks camilla this is baby we the realist Shout out Camellia. I mean, I I know a few girls with something close to that name, but Camilla, if you honestly caught the attention of Wayne and were able to get a shout out on a track, well, that's all you can ask for, right? Girl, you know I fucking love you. That's on God, on his son too. Period. But you be acting like it's untrue. But you be acting cut. Girl, you know I fucking love you. You acting like it's just you. Yeah, that's just a little taste of some of the tracks at the end, but honestly, honestly, give the first half of Lil Wayne's No Ceilings 3 a spin. You're not going to be disappointed. Features from Young Thug on track A out west. This is a little bit more of what I'm talking about. Let's go. But seriously, you're going to have to peeps. No Ceilings 3 for some of that action. Action. Huh? This is the perfect time for us to get into a UCL discussion. Weekly World Football Roundup. 
what went down last week in the UEFA Champions League. Match week four brought us a collision course from match week three. This is the reverse week from match week three. All the same fixtures and sides coming up to face each other. Only in this week's match week, some sides had the opportunity to qualify early for the knockout round. The round of 32 would allow teams to rest in the busy fixture list coming up with Christmas, we got fixture congestion like no other. And on the weekend here, we just saw in the Premier League around Europe, injuries are still continuing to flare. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool are now without Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van Dijk, numerous others. James Milner now added to that list. But let's keep focus on the midweek ties, the Champions League ties. Who was able to qualify for the next round? Let me tell you, that is Bayern Munich, who have a seven-point gap at the top of the table between them and Atletico Madrid. That is not able to be patched up in the next two rounds. Bayern go through as the group winners. And the group of death, Inter Milan, Shakhtar Donetsk, Real Madrid... That group is actually being led now by Borussia Mönchengladbach. Congratulations to them. They had a brilliant, brilliant result last match week against Shakhtar Donetsk. And remember, I tipped them to be the winners of this group, or at least not wind up bottom where they find themselves now. 6-0 on match week 3. 4-0 in match week 4. So Borussia Mönchengladbach winning at home and some of the goals that they scored were fascinating. They continued to just punch the ball into the net. Shakhtar Donetsk left in shambles. Truly, truly awful. Now, what happened between Real Madrid and Inter Milan, you might ask? Inter Milan, unable to correct what went down in Madrid the fortnight before. 3-2 they lost in match week 3. 2-0 in match week 4. It was actually Arturo Vidal lost his head. Completely just talked in the wrong manner to the referee. He had no choice but to send him off. And Eden Hazard slotted through a penalty in the 7th minute. That is, was actually his first Champions League goal in over a thousand days. So happy to see Hazard back in the lineup. He's been in and out ever since that return during that Borussia Mönchengladbach game. Remember, that ended 2-2, and this is proving to be a pivotal uh, result for Real Madrid because they are in second in Group B. They are one point behind 
Mönchengladbach, three points above Shakhtar. So sorry, Shakhtar's not in last. They're actually in third. Inter Milan, their European campaign is all but over. If they could even get into Europa League, it, it, it would salvage something out of a season that has actually just zoomed past them. AC Milan are top of Serie A, and Inter Milan are right there in second, five points behind AC Milan. I'd like to see Inter do something in Europe this year. They lost out on the Europa League last year, finalists, remember. So we would like to see them back in Europa League. Maybe they could win it this year. Antonio Conte, Lukaku... That whole side deserves more for sure. But that's the name of the game. This is Europe's elite competition. Who else was able to get a result that would see them into the next round? Manchester City, of course. They dealt with Olympiacos in both ties. Phil Foden with the goal actually this time around. 1-0 they wound it up winning. Phil Foden getting goals for England and Manchester City now. Liverpool, in their group, also had an opportunity to qualify for the next round after they beat Atlanta in their home yard, in their own backyard, 5-0 it was on the day. They returned to Anfield, and Atlanta took the occasion straight to Jurgen Klopp's side. We mentioned injury troubles at the top of the tie here. This might have been what led to James Milner going down on Sunday because these tough ties in the midweek, they definitely tax on on you towards the weekend. Your body takes a toll. But actually, looking at this, James Milner wasn't even playing on Wednesday. Jurgen Klopp had quite the time talking about how the media, everyone... Are, are kind of just adding on to the blame that goes for these players going down injured in the middle of the week, in the middle of a match, pulled hamstrings. But James Milner got a rest. It's up to you whether or not he trains. So Klopp, what are you going on about? How, how, could, how could you say such things when you have the squad to deal with such fixture lists and congestion? But that's neither here nor there because Liverpool were never going to win this game when they came in with the type of mentality that they did. Joel Matip, there's a reason why he wasn't in the side when they won the Premier League. There's also a reason why Joe Joe Gomez wasn't in the side for those EPL victories last year. I mean, I only saw him play a few minutes against Manchester City. But this is not the side that is going to win you anything and I can't see Liverpool continuing they might not even wind up in top four this year because of these injuries now the further they go in Europe the worse that gets we used to see in the early 2000s even in in the 2010s that managers would completely can a competition they would intentionally lose not not quite that but intentionally bow out of a competition name a lesser side get knocked i would suggest klopp 
picks one of these competitions and just gets out of it. Premier League is always going to be the most important. They're not going to win the Champions League this year with injuries all around. It is a bubble, though, but, you know, Bayern, Madrid, even Juve, they're, they're all looking great this year. So, Liverpool lost 2-0 to Atlanta. They didn't even have to use Zapata. Like, he got brought on later. The damage was already done. The goal came late. It was 60th minute strike from Ilicic and Robin Gosens in the 64th. Quickly, quickly put Liverpool away. And then Klopp went into damage limitation or save the results mode. He brought on Fabinho, Firmino, the whole lot using all five. He used four subs right off the bat and... Later on, bringing on that fifth sub, but he had to bring on Jota, Minamino, Firmino, Fabinho. Nothing worked. Enough of Liverpool, enough of that Group D, because Chelsea in Group E, actually, as things stood in the earlier fixtures, you had both Sevilla facing Krasnodar, Ren facing Chelsea at the bridge, and things looked good. Sevilla was actually going to win that game 1-0. But then Krasnodar struck back 1-1. Chelsea had things leveled up. Hudson-Odoi scoring the goal in the first half. It looked to be the winner. But then Ren clawed things back. Gurassi was the man who got the header free in the box. And you might want to say Zuma probably was at fault for being on the wrong side of Gorassi during the free during the corner kick but on comes Olivier Giroud in the 91st minute you just can't write this stuff this is what the Champions League is made of Europe's elite competition tune in to the OG goal oh giving away and now the door perhaps left ajar Hakim Ziyech feeds it through Timo Werner saved by Gomes Giroud goes for the header and Giroud finds the back of the net for And meanwhile, in the Sevilla versus Krasnodar game, late, deep into stoppage time, it's El Hadidi! Yeah, we just won, because he goes into Siri for Sevilla. But he is there with it. Shot blocked by Kao Munir again, scores! Right at the death! Munir! Surely wins again for Sevilla! Slipped in there by Endesiri. First shot blocks, but then with the right foot, he had the power and the accuracy to send that ball fizzing beyond. Munir El Haddadi putting through the strike in the 95th minute there. So the Chelsea game was over. They waited for the result of Sevilla. They got the goal, and Chelsea and Sevilla both go through the group with their superior points advantage that is how group e is shaping up chelsea and sevilla both on 10 points krasnodar and ren stuck on one who will win the group it's all going to come down to that 
match day five reverse tie at home to Sevilla. They will host Chelsea at the Ramon Sanchez Pizjuan. And going into match week day six, maybe they're, they're going to draw that game. And it's all going to come down to match day six. You can really see that Chelsea have the better side here. But Sevilla are strong and they are one of Europe's finest sides. They have the history. It's going to be one of those nights for sure. So can't wait for that uh, next week actually. And on to Group F. Dortmund continued their sprawl as they saw out Club Bruges 3-0. Haaland continues to get the goals for Dortmund. He got two. And then Jane Sancho with a peach of a free kick. You might want to hear the commentators on this one. Big opportunity. Brilliantly taken. It's a magnificent goal. How Jadon Sancho needed that after a slow start to this season. But that is a free kick out of the top draw and into the top corner. Magnificent set piece right at the end of the first half. It just had that lift and spin in it that when it hit the back corner, oh, it made a sound. It just made that sweet. That's what you like to hear as a footballer. When your free kick hits the back of the net. That's a go, son. And that's not all for Group F. Because actually, Lazio are still causing a stir in this competition. Shiro Immobile is the man for them. He notched a brace, including a 55th minute penalty and a 3rd minute strike. They find themselves second place in Group F after a 3-1 win at home against Zenit and Barcelona Juve as Messi versus Ronaldo approaches us in two weeks time Barcelona sit first of group G 12 points three points above Juve in second but and Griezmann's getting the goals for them too once again but it's Alvaro Morata who continues to Put the goals in for Juventus. Ronaldo got them back in the game against Ferencvaros at home at the Juventus Stadium. I thought they would have had a better name than that. But it was Alvaro Morata in the 92nd minute who won the game for them and gave them a chance actually to still finish top of the group going into that match day six tie against Barcelona. So, so harsh on the Hungarian champions. Morata's header. And it was a desperate attempt by De Boz to try and deny him. Quadrado to be honest, the, cross. the keeper's got to be stopping this header from Morata. It's into the ground through his legs. It really is a shame that Ferenc Faros couldn't get a, a really, really pivotal point at Juventus Stadium they're going to be bowing out of the competition it seems and Kiev just haven't had any answers for these massive massive sides Juventus and Barcelona Group H how is it faring Manchester United lost to Istanbul Besiktas last match week 2-0 
what were they going to do? How would they answer this time around? Well, it was 4-1, and the goals came all around. Bruno Fernandes started things off with a thunderous strike into the roof of the netting from the penalty spot, but it was actually an open play this time. He got another later. Rashford comes on for a penalty, and Dan James, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's favorite Welshman, getting one in the 92nd minute, a tap-in. Hey, interesting stuff. And United just keep taking those that luck, that, that will. It is United way to always find a win, no matter if it's, you know, lining the, the pockets of the referee. But 3-2 against Southampton in the morning, Wards-Prowse put the free kick. They put them up 2-0 in the first half. And then the second half was all Cavani, all Bruno Fernandes. Cavani involved in all three United goals as they get the winner in Fergie time. Cavani giving them the winner in the 92nd minute. So United are, are leading Group H actually back to Champions League. With 9 points. And PSG are tied with Leipzig on 6. That uh, Leipzig-PSG tie in the midweek was fascinating. Leipzig beat PSG before 2-1. Now this week it was 1-0 PSG. And they relied on a goal from Neymar. In order to give them this Important three points from them bouncing back from the 2-1 loss. Neymar penalty in the 11th minute. It was oh never in doubt Neymar was going to slot that through. So Liverpool had the chance to qualify. They failed. But Chelsea in that last second victory and Sevilla with their last second victory both guaranteeing themselves a place in the next round. And... Bayern, Munich, and Manchester City also booking their spots. That is the roundup for match week four of UEFA Champions League. Congrats to Chelsea, Bayern, Munich, Manchester City, Sevilla. All into the next round. Stay tuned. Next week we'll find out how Manchester United, Liverpool, how they fare as they try to get into the next round. Of course... Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi are going to go back at it right before match week six. It's the way for Champions League. It's Lady! Europe's elite competition. Let's talk about it. With Little Boat 3.5, aka Little Boat 3, Deluxe Edition out now. It's time to get right into it. It's future Playboy Cardi. It's Flex Up. Come and get me. There's gonna be some birds out here. And by the way, Playboy Cardi, he's trying to be nonchalant with his release of Whole Lotta Red. WLR, WLR, 
when will it be here? Playboy Cardi is one of the most brash cocksuckers. He is a cocksucker because he's V-Lone Thug. He's all money bag this, money bag that. But Playboy, where the fuck's the album? So with Whole Lotta Red continually being teased and then versus like flex up from Playboy Cardi being dropped and then he has the nerve to go on Twitter and said, mm, that was just a verse from a couple years ago. It was cool and uh, don't act like you didn't know that this verse was coming, Cardi. You're in the motherfucking video. So Cardi, you knew what was coming. You're first up on the track. You're the worst verse, but we are lit here. We're just, I'm sorry to be brash, but this is how it is. Call Spade a Spade. Can we just bounce to Future's verse? When you hear Future say something like this, See, when he's he's flipping the tilapia, both Future and Yachty's verses go on for an extended amount of time. Playboy just sticks to his four-line repetitive stanza. It's neither here nor there. It's Freestyle Podcast Episode Fifty Three. It's Lil Bo. Bitch, if I invite you to the studio, you better not be posting on the gram. That's why she don't mind a bitch. Fuck you. To be honest, I don't really, I don't really care if you post on the ground. This is just these rapper rules. I'm, I'm just conditioning you so you can make it into the top dog entertainment booth. You best get ready. Best verse of the track coming up is Pluto. Whoa. There gonna be some murder, daddy. 
big man, flex up. Little Boat 3.5 Eight additional tracks to Little Boat 3 Including Flex Up With Future and Playboy Cardi So Playboy Cardi was teasing everyone with whole lot of red this week, giving us visuals, no tracks, but now we have a new Playboy Cardi track, Flex Up, Big Ups, whoa, whoa, whoa. Also with features from Coach Eyes, Cochise, <laughs> one of those that we just never heard before, Little Baby, Vince Staples, and Oliver Tree, another one I'm not familiar with, eight new tracks. I'm really more I'm I'm more familiar with the first few. Little Diamond Boy is a fire yachty when he's more on his singing type of vibe. What else can I say? It's a deluxe, it's not a deluxe. It's eight new tracks from Little Yachty. I think that Little Boat 3 itself was a standalone. These new eight tracks I feel like Boat could have put these out as an EP. He's always doing the summer songs and so on. Just not quite sure still how it fits into the Little Boat 3 album itself. We're looking at production here. Earl on the beat is still there and certified. So there's still some hope for these new eight tracks to find their way. Jay Versace, ATL Jacob, Buddha Bless, Earl on the beat. So he's still staying with the producers that we saw on Little Boat 3. Just for me, because it starts off with Earl on the beat on top down. Hitmaker actually on Asshole with Oliver Tree as well. OG Parker, shout him out. So I don't know, maybe I just need to spend more time with it. Didn't give it enough of a chance to set in. That flex up uh, coming in track two, it's hard not to. It, that track hits you so hard. How are you supposed to go into Coffin after like this? I guess that's how. So don't listen to me. Give Little Boat 3.5 a listen. Make sure you check out the video for Flex Up. It's that. 2020, we're, I definitely felt like Little Boat 3 was going to be in my roundup list. So, happy that Little Boat 3.5 is here and willing to give the full album a spin. Just might give those eight bonuses one more chance. I'll let you guys know how it goes. <laughs> Now, we've talked about the undoing here on the pod, and the undoing is finding its way into other podcasts. Joe Budden Podcast has talked about the undoing. Rory and his crew are having viewing parties together on Twitter. We're getting to guess who killed Elena. But we're still a few episodes away from that. It's six episodes long, so... Actually, episode five, episode six actually is supposed to be coming out now. Did it take a break? Did it take a break? It came out last night. So the trial just happened and we're going to get into the season finale. Today, being Sunday, HBO will have the hook for episode six titled The Bloody Truth. So up through 
episodes one through five, we've seen The Undoing, The Missing, Do No Harm, See No Evil, Trial by Fury. The trial was super interesting because many witnesses were cross-examined. And who was the one that really, really messed up? They put on... <clears throat> they put the father, the husband to Elena, on the stand. And I think he's the one that really broke down. He's still a suspect for the possible murder of Elena. But towards the end of episode 5, spoiler alert, Nicole Kidman's walking around and she likes to go on her walks for some reason. Who knows Who knows somebody that just goes on random walks like that? Not me. <laughs> JK, I do, I do like a good walk. But Nicole Kidman found herself going into her son's room. Henry, what are you doing with a hammer in your closet? <laughs> the same type of hammer that was allegedly used to bludgeon Elena with. <laughs> Henry was full with the shits. He came with the shits episode 5 because this whole time he'd been playing it sweet, but he saw... His father and Elena together. He also has the hammer in his closet. And we learn from Nicole Kidman going to visit Hugh Grant's mother in England or something. She went... Oh no, that that's it. She Skyped Hugh Grant's mother, J Jonathan Fraser's mother, and learned from Jonathan's mother that Jonathan was indeed a psychopath. That killed his daughter, his sister, didn't kill her intentionally. He was put in charge of taking care of her during the night. She got out and was hit by a car on the road or a bus. Craziness. So we learned that Jonathan Fraser is a psychopath. To show no remorse for killing your own sister or being one of the causes, one of you could have prevented her death. He shows no remorse. He wasn't sorry. And after this Elena incident, did he kill her? Is he sorry? He says he's sad that she's gone. In the way that Jonathan talks to his own lawyer, it's it's very narcissistic. They've done a good job at painting Jonathan as a narcissist, as a sociopath. One that could take a life and not think anything of it. But the whole way... His whole demeanor, his job, his occupation is set in stone that as a trump card for him as a defense. It's we're gonna see if it's gonna work or not. Will Jonathan Fraser burn in in his cell? I was gonna say in hell, but probably in his cell in hell. Will he be convicted? Will Grace find any means? Of a silver lining after she finds out that her own son is the son of a sociopath. Her husband's a sociopath. These things are all coming to light. And Grace, she's just a psychiatrist. <laughs> she ain't shit. <laughs> hey! Almost had a moment there, but bring yourselves back into the center here. Psychiatrist talk. It's, it's a dig. It's an awful dig. We all need psychiatrists out there. <laughs> Just so happens that the podcast happens to be a pretty good psycho psychotherapist as well. I'm sure if you measure the psychoanalysis that takes place on 
the FOSP and many other podcasts for that for that being you would you would uncover some some very very profound findings in the field of psychotherapy it's it's just it's crazy our our guy's been doing a great job in the back our guys i i had to talk about our guys because it's been a minute now that with trump gone we're not going to be getting a lot of clownery everything's going to go back to being very serious very somber we're trying to get the world back into a better place now with all that bad stuff, here comes the good, of course. <laughs> so stay tuned for the Freestyle Podcast for more Trump takes. Some more Trump impersonations. Even though he's gone, we cannot forget. We need to remind ourselves that bad times are right around the corner. It's the up and down. It's the ebb and flow of the secret society. All we ask is trust. But back to this undoing. The trial was interesting. The husband put on the stand. Grace talking to England, hearing about the lack of remorse that Jonathan shows for his loved ones. And who knows, maybe in episode six, we might even get another little taste of Elena's beautiful titi. Matilda DeAngelis, she is woo, talented. All that can be said is that episode 6 will uncover who the hell killed Elena. Because everyone's a suspect at this point. Everybody is a suspect. And maybe, maybe if we are lucky enough, we get to see Grace's friend's bosom as well once again. Sylvia. Played by Lily Rabe. Lily Rabby. It's just a fun show, man. It's a mini-series, six episodes. They've all hit. How could you be mad? I, I will not... I will never put you guys on that anything crazy like that. No. No, sorry, Bob. I'm also checking out Weeds. And Weeds has such a great soundtrack. Nancy Botwin. And then you got Andy, you got the whole crew, like, and the heavy presence of Jerusalem and Judaism is present. It's a cool show, and it's way ahead of its time. I mean, Weeds is like Breaking Bad meets Modern Family. It's a little bit of a mix of all of that. Just wanted to give you guys a taste of that soundtrack. I mean, you're going to be hearing some wild tunes coming from this. No, but this this is a cool track off of, you know, it must have been season three, but the cast, let's talk about it. Kevin Nealon playing Doug Wilson. Hunter Parrish appearing as Silas Botwin, the son. Justin Kirk, Andy Botwin, one of my personal faves from the show. Andy Milder playing Dean Hobbs looks so much like Frank Lampard, the Chelsea manager. Guillermo Diaz actually plays Guillermo in this as well. And he was from Scandal. He plays... Who does he play in Scandal? 
We'll find that out after. And Romany Malco, he's so familiar. Where where else have we seen Romany Malco? In? Of course, forty-year-old virgin. So shout out Romany Malco. Shout out Weeds, man. Great show. Genji Cohen, the program creator, the writer. Genji Cohen did a great job with Weeds. We're going to continue watching it as we get into it's eight seasons long. I I hope it doesn't die off because it was funny as hell. But let's quickly get where was Guillermo Diaz? What what did he play in Scandal? Oh, it just came to me. Huck. He was Huck in Scandal. So Guillermo Diaz playing kind of like a drug cartel. He's not the kingpin, but he's a henchman. And he's doing an incredible job on weeds. I can see how he was able to get the role for Scandal in Huck because he played kind of like a sociopath somewhat if he were in in um one piece he would be a cp9 member because he's one of those twisted twisted type of individuals that he was was into torturing people it was like dexter-ish in a sense he he had to be like dexter in scandal so shout out weed shout out the undoing those are the little bingeable talks for you Boy, you gotta have bingeable talks when it's a slow music week. Even though it wasn't that slow. There's still like two other projects we haven't talked about. Currency. Bonus footage is actually what I was referring to at the top of the the podcast. I got confused because Currency's put out three projects recently to date from Harry Fraud. Outrunners, the director's cut, and now bonus footage. They're all short, they're all sweet, but they are crammed with ill production from Harry Fraud, dope rhymes from Currency, and trill, trill bars from the features. We got Boldy James on Riviera Beach. We got Gunplay on Light Switch, and that's what we're going to play for y'all. Off of a five-track EP produced by Harry Fraud. This is Currency, Gunplay, it's Light Switch, it's Freestyle Podcast. This shit so real, you can feel it. Nigga, the game so heavy, it could kill you if you tried to lift it. We come up with new formulas, hazels try to steal them. Press conferences revealing all our latest dealers hurt their feelings. Rubbing their eyes, squinting, they don't want to see us get to the middle. It's still jet life. Spit it on Dreddy. Got a sketch pad full of pictures, images I created with color pencils. We got to get into the Grammy nominations. I just thought of that because of Freddie Gibbs. I'm really from that shit. We really run this shit, but we done it with humbleness. Hit us a flip, yo, light switch if you was to ever come for this. If you was to ever come for this Rolls Royce in the driveway with a Bentley parked in front of it Cop them both, I couldn't decide which one to get 
I was most excited for gunplay on this one. If you're an FOSP longtime listener, you know! Fantasizing about a zipper brown, not a bounce and flip and turn to six. A road model's cold blooded, old time hitter. Either in the feds, dead or still riding with us. Chopping out of three whole kitchens while these bitches ego tripping. Yeah. Still dressing black and Lino with me. Give me more than one a kilo missing. Even on the run, still on my scene, no missing. Like the real guys in that space, you know, I know those guys, I look at those guys, I go to their shows, came home and I ain't hear no wish, little top while the top is out, she call me crazy, tongue say I'm her type of style, license out, only when my ice is out, pop the pussy from me after pop the prices out, It was great to see a feature from Corday on the next track, but shout out Harry Fraud, Gunplay, Currency. It's it's something needs to be said when music can stand the test of time. I believe Harry Fraud and Currency together as a combo can do that. They create that vibe that so many can chase, but not so many can replicate. One Love featuring Corday is dope. Seven Nights Miami Nights Mix is also dope. Great project from Currency and Harry Fraud. So let's talk about the Shammies, y'all. The Shammies. Freestyle Podcast was here for the 2019 Shammy nominations. And now we're here for 2020. If I'm to give you a big roundup of what happened, I guess I would say the weekend shunned because he chose Super Bowl halftime show over performing at the Grammys. That was the most notable snub. Going back years like Kendrick Lamar not winning best album of the year. Notable snub for weekend not to be nominated zero nominations for an album that was the most streamed album in 2020 is crazy i don't know and then what other i can't really remember all the snubs because there are still a lot of great stories so let's focus on the feel-good moments we have chloe and hallie were given nominations for their album ungodly hour i mean Freddie Gibbs being nominated for album rap album of the year. Alchemist, Alfredo. It was weird to see D Smoke in that category as well because who the has listened to D Smoke? I mean, he DJed throughout the quarantine. It was a good moment. D Smoke shut him out, but nobody's listening to your album. Yeah, Grammy's got it. Totally wrong there. Uh, Nas's King's Disease album, Hit Boy, also Grammy nominated. So those are the good moments. And Justin Bieber, I guess we got to mention, had words for the Grammy committee who put him on the best pop album when he was assertive that he made an R&B album. Fuck you, JB. <laughs> 
At the end of the day, the Grammys are just catching a lot of hate, deservedly so. They're so out of touch. And they claim, they, they ring their bell, oh, there's never been more African-American nominees. Oh, never. That's just complete bullshit. You know, you can paint things however you want, but facts are facts, and you guys are cowardly. Cowards! No cojones. No respect. Halsey saying Grammys are taking bribes. Couldn't be more true. Yeah, Taylor Swift, take your Grammys. Macklemore, take your Grammys. We heading on over to the Vibe Awards, BET Awards, Soul Train Awards. Why do these award ceremonies not hold the same credence that the Grammys does? It means something and you're causing generational trauma every time you take these toys, these trophies away from deserving individuals. That's all we can say about the Grammys, the Shammies. So ain't nobody going to the Shammies this year. Ain't nobody. But people that got nominated hope that you win. I definitely give my salutes to all the nominees. Yeah, yeah. But there's, it's not going to be the same when every acceptance speech is going to be talking about the people that weren't there. That's just, that's, that's my claim on things. Like the real dons in that space, you know? I know those guys. I link with those guys. I go to their shows. They come to my shows. They touch my stage. I'm shocked. The nerve, the audacity. <laughs> Freestyle Podcast, episode 53 of the Free Nation. I know y'all are feeling free. I know that this has been troubling times, but all together now, we can do it. All together now. Come on. One, two, three. We can do it. Yes, everybody. We can make it through that gap. We can storm the front. We can make that shmoney and we can be free while doing so please join me as we celebrate the end of this 53rd edition of the free of style podcast we're going to get into some of those coke boys five tracks that i left lingering from last week we might even hear something from the wonderful snow allegra everybody go check that out on my tiny desk just let my tiny desk play but we got Danny Lay, we got Masego, and we got Coke Boys 5. I do not mind if I do. CB5 Free Max B We maxed out We max Maxins We some Maxims in this game Rest in peace, Chinks Drugs. Rest in peace, King Von. Don't ever question like you 
all the murderers and the dope boys. Head friends in Chicago, hit the church screaming out, broke boy. Backwoods and a charger, ain't like the smoke in the Rolls Royce. Watch out for the nutty cops and they playing drills cause they known for it. Sorry mama, I'm a gangster, keep my gun. We spit maxims on them. I don't post to take these drills, I take these drills just for the press. He hurt me for he died, I told him fuck him, wish I never said it. Police don't stop violence in Chicago, but they taking credit. Come and get for my violence and my pants, I reach, I got neglected Voice on the streets, I'm the one, yeah, I got selected That's your brother, didn't treat him like your brother If that's your dog, stay down for life And they don't really understand, it's the struggle And we don't need nobody else, we got each other Anytime you got You gotta trust the fam Put my dogs in the first jet, fifthly in the Percocet, no elevators, we took steps. Yeah. We signed deals, real estate, we cop and chill, whole pain, we pop and seal, mansions on top of the hill. Nothing boys the truth, put the coast on our back, we seen the realest niggas do it, took a further nap. You know them boys is back, it's never fucking with us, the hoes thirst for that trap, you niggas doing too much, yeah. That's your brother, then you treat him like your brother. Uh, like I just said, just come out consistently, come out play hard and smart uh, for the whole 48 minutes. And this second drawing featuring Chink's drugs. Giving me that 2012 type of vibe. Let's go! This feels like a Dream Chasers 3 type of beat. Chicago! Montana, change drugs, legends in this game, it's a coke boys movement.
Party next door, Danny Lay. My terms. Come on, this is a good R&B track. We need to hear Danny Lee tell Party to let it rain. Or vice versa. Drip, drip, drip. You know I want it, baby. When PND gives you that, when he gives you that dog croon, you know it's real. Danny Lee and PND makes sense, don't it? We skipping out on that Masego track for something a little bit more sensual. No, you can't lose. It's Snow Allegra. This is the outro. This track is called Snow Allegra. Peace. Like I just said, just come out more consistently, come out play hard and smart, and uh, for all 48 minutes. You can't deny the music! Oh, this sounds like a James Bond soundtrack, doesn't it? Free Nation! Luth and the Free Nation as we head on out. I want you to stay free. I don't want this 
This feeling should never flee. It should remain. Cause what you put in, you get out. We had a gorgeous pod today. As we saunter on through this next week, I want you to keep this free feeling in your mind. Streams of thought. They fly in. There's arrivals and departures. Realize that you are at the center. of your own reality, but the realities that surround you. Are they the same? Do they conflict? Let's connect with love. Let's connect with this feeling of peace. Freestyle Nation! It's been a beautiful podcast. Oh, oh, I'm so, so happy to head on out to this lush background of Snow Allegra. We will be back next week. We we get a week closer to the release of Rico Nasty. Pace, 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 pace.